the World Baseball Classic is almost upon us and it is an exciting time of the year and something I genuinely look forward to because you get to see a lot of players from different parts of the world that you don't normally get to see and we're going to be talking about them today. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark and this is Gordon and we love talking about baseball. We're we're moving into, you know, the World Baseball Classic is kind of back again. And for me, it really feels like the first time in a long time that we've had it. And I think that is. It, it is. It's since, it, it's since 2017. Um, so it's, you're right. Because of COVID and, 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 and everything else, uh, they haven't been able to do it. And uh, the uh, USA is the defending champion. And yes. So it, it's a very exciting thing because it is something that's very enjoyable to watch. And it definitely brings a lot of hype kind of leading into the season to have this you know, preseason tournament, essentially. And I'm just glad because we get to watch good baseball earlier this year. I mean, it's going to be happening in just about a week from when we're recording this. Right, right. And then they, and they, you know, the guys will really be trying. Not that they don't try. Well, not that they don't try in spring training games, but it's, this is different. Winning the game is of much higher importance in the World Baseball Classic than it is in a spring training game. You know, you might do things in a spring in a world baseball classic game that you would not do in a spring training game because you want to win. So this is our, our this is America's uh, sport, right? We we invented baseball. I think that's a pretty fair thing, you know, to say. And so the U.S. Fi- finally winning. I say finally because this is the fifth WBC. Japan won the first two. Uh, the Dominican Republic won the third one, and, and then the U.S. The US finally just, took it home. In the had they one. not won in 2017, do you think there'd be greater pressure that, man, when is the U.S. going to win this thing? I think mm-hmm. I think not as much because baseball has been an international sport for a long time, and, and other regions have had established baseball leagues for a long time. So it's not – you know, I, I think that it's – it was ahead of where basketball was, where, you know, in the 90s, you had the basketball dream team where that team was immeasurably better than anything anybody else could hope to put out. But then the other countries kind of caught up within, you know, the over the next couple of decades. I think baseball had already kind of advanced past that point because we were dealing with guys getting internationally scouted for a long, long period of time. But they never played, you know, I'm not, yeah, I don't feel that way, actually. I think, I think baseball is so different because they never played this kind of a tournament, right? And, and, and obviously before the pros got involved in basketball and playing the Olympics, the U.S. had won every single Olympics except for the crazy one when, you know, they, they, they stole it and gave it to the Russians on the, on the nutty stuff in uh, 1972. Um, and then, but the amateurs were so much better than the other world's pros that finally when the pros um, of the other countries got better, well, we better send our, our best players because we really want to win. And, and there wasn't the conflict that there is in baseball um, trying to play a tournament like this during the Olympics. Cause I don't know what you think, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, it's just, it would take too long. The Olympics is a two week event and baseball games take two individually long to run. It's impressive that they're able to run the soccer, the soccer during the Olympics. When you think about it. Right, right, because the World Cup is a month-long tournament, so, you know, the Olympics isn't – well, actually, they do play soccer in the Olympics before it starts, you know, the official things. They've got some games, so they, I think they stretch it out to three or even, you know, three-plus weeks uh, before they get to the gold medal game. And so I, th- I think baseball, 
the World Baseball Classic is the best alternative to running it because the Olympics, you just couldn't do it because it's in the middle of the season for the major leagues. And they're just, you're never going to get Major League Baseball to agree to do that. And it would just be a defeating, it would be a self-defeating thing to try and run it during the Olympics. There are some schools of thought that say that, you know, the players are are just ramping up the speed. Maybe they got out, as we've discussed before, a little earlier to get in shape, to go out and play competitive games uh, this early. And 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 many, many of the very best players are, are involved in this, which is extremely cool. Uh, and we'll talk about the teams themselves. But, you know, you, you wonder... Um, are there more injuries likely to happen? And, and, and in looking into it, I don't think there's anything conclusive that says they'll get more or less injured playing in, in these games versus spring training games. All you have to hope is that it's not one of your guys. That gets yes. That's the best because ultimately they're in roughly the same danger that they would be in were they playing spring training games. So it's just luck. That's all it comes down to. And you just have to hope you're not bitten by the bad luck bug in this case. And the players who are uh, in, in, in questionable in any way, and we saw uh, the Yankee pitcher uh, Cortez, uh, you know, uh, come out, right? He says, I'm not going right. to do it because I, teams, I just did. Anybody that's going to, you know, there's any kind of lingering health concerns about teams are going to be like, listen, we understand it's important to you, but we're going to have to ask you to set this one out because we need you to. And it's, it's a pretty quick tournament. So, you know, there are 16 teams in the tournament um, and they actually pulled the 16. Oh no, I'm sure there are 20 teams in the tournament, 16 carried over from 2017 and they had a playoff uh, to determine the other four teams and the Czech Republic, uh, uh, that great baseball nation, uh, Great Britain, Nicaragua and Panama were earned through qualifying tournaments and they got in. And, and I noted that um, South Africa, I guess, has tried to be the only African country to to qualify again and they they can't so there are no african countries that are playing in this and we're going to call the world baseball classic i sure hope um, you know at least one african nation gets into the next one because that's kind of a cool thing about this right it is it is having people you know countries and teams competing from all over the world that makes this exciting and i think another thing that's going to help is that you know when we get to the second week of games they're going to be in the u.s so watching them is going to be much easier than maybe the first round of games that are going to be taking place very early in the morning especially if you're on the west coast well, and and you're so right, and and I and I had the same thought when I when you know they're they're playing basically in uh, uh, Taiching, Taiwan, and Tokyo, uh, two uh, Pool A and Pool B, right? Tokyo's Pool B, Pool A is is in Taiwan, um, and so they invite five teams, right? There's four groups, five teams to each group, and they'll play. So it's kind of like remember when the KBO was sort of the rage in the COVID year because they actually were yeah. playing baseball, and, and you'd get up, you know, some people would get up at four in the morning to watch KBO games, you know, because they were so hungry for baseball. Well, that's the same thing here. You're gonna if you want to watch right. those games, you're gonna have to get up at on the East Coast pretty darn early, and the West Coast even earlier. And so they're so, gonna play a lot of games. You know, each of those teams is gonna play pretty much. You know, once a they day. play each other. Yeah. They play each other. So I, I I don't know what the schedule is, but let's say it's in a week. So I, I guess they're going to play one team every day, right? So there's yeah. five teams in your pool. You'll play the four other teams. Um, and in pool A, you've got Taiwan and Chinese. Um, you've got Chinese Taipei. And it's interesting how they, they call it Chinese Taipei. That's to sort of uh, differentiate it from China, which is in pool B. Yeah. And you wouldn't put Taipei and China in the same pool. No way, no how. No. Um, and we won't get into that. But Cuba's in the in that pool in pool A with Italy, the Netherlands, and Panama. And uh, you know who's managing the, the the Italian team, don't you? I'm going to guess Mike Piazza? 
you would be correct. You would be correct. And, and I think looking at that that thing is, you know, that that's pretty much a walk for Cuba, and then everybody else is playing to be the other team that gets out of that that bracket. You know, Cuba yeah, should have no problems advancing from that division that that pool. And, and we'll go through the Cuban roster. And but what I noticed about it was, you know, the Cespedes is on the roster. I don't know if you noticed, um, and 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 a couple of people that you would you would know. Uh, but a lot of those Cuban players you don't know, and that's always been kind of the case with Cuba, right? Because it's so restrictive that you 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 hear things about the players in Cuba, but it was always very difficult to get a a real clear understanding of how good some of these players were, and some of them are pretty darn good. We found that out when they come and they play in the major leagues. Oh, yeah. So I think that's going to be an exciting group just from the perspective of you're going to have a real fight between Italy, Italy, the Netherlands, Panama and Chinese Taipei for that second spot. So, you know, those games, especially early on against each other. And if any team can steal a win against Cuba, that could be really big. And, you know, you might see an unusual, you know, a a team that's never made it out of the group stage make it this year. And like I said, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you'll pick up some say? of the rosters, but yes, I was going to say you'll pick up some of the rosters and you'll see how a team like the Netherlands, they could have a pitcher whose you know, parents are of, of Dutch descent. Right. Um, and, and all of a sudden he goes in there and pitch, throws a great game and, and gives them a chance to advance in a way that you might not thought they, they had. Previously, right. Whereas then when you get to pool B, you've got, you know, this is being played in Tokyo, in Japan. You've got Australia, China, Japan, Korea and the Czech Republic. And unfortunately for Australia, China, and the Czech Republic, you're pretty much fighting for a chance that maybe one of Japan or Korea messes up. Right, right. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, you think about that Japan will have Shohei Otani uh, on mm-hmm. that roster. Um, and, and I think they have uh, Yu Darvish is they their do. pitcher. Yes. They don't have Senga, but they do have they, you, Darvish. And and I think that, I mean, Korea and Japan, just in comparison to those other teams, they're much more established. They should be the teams getting out of that pool. You know, that, that, and, and, that, it'd be surprising if they weren't. Unless you think, you know, that, you know, gee, if I was in Japan, I would just pitch you Darvish every inning of every game and take my chances. Yeah, you can't do that, right? Because they are no. restrictions. Yes, there are. <laughs> yeah, the guys are limited depending on when you're playing. So in the first round in pool play, you can only throw 65 pitches per game. And once you've advanced past that into the quarterfinals, you can only throw 80 pitches a game. And then the semifinals and the finals in the final, you can only throw 95 pitches a game. If like you get to the 95th pitch in the middle of an at bat, you're allowed to finish the at bat. They don't make you sub out mid, you know, on a two and one count because you hit pitch number 95 and there is no pitch clock, which is interesting because we're already seeing pretty massive effects. The pitch clock is having in the spring training games already. Yeah, I was I was joking today, by the way, that Manny Machado, you know, violated the pitch clock and then got a $350 million contract for 11 years. So everybody's going to violate the pitch clock. So clearly, that's how you get it. Well, yeah, I think so. they said games are down an average of 23 minutes right now. And that's with like four games have like 40 percent of the games having violations during them. So I imagine that once the clock violations go down, and the players get more used to it. You're gonna games are gonna be it's gonna be a much more pleasant yeah. viewing experience, I think, this year. We'll get into it, but one of the early the other other thing I, I've seen so far that I thought was interesting is that I the pitchers seem to like it. I, right, so I was I was concerned that the pitchers would say that's that's too many pitches per minute compared to what I used to do, and it's affecting me in in, in not a good way. And and that that I, I thought that was a possibility, and so far not seeing that. 
Yeah, they're, they're probably it's probably nice for them because I know at least when I was pitching, I wanted to get the ball back and go keep going and throwing right away. And you didn't want to have to wait for the guy to step out and do his, you know, 15 step pre at bat rich, you know, pre pitch ritual where he adjusts both of his gloves. He taps his cap. He taps his gleats with his bat. You know, he gets into position. You're just to sit there and you're just waiting for this guy forever. So if we've eliminated some of that, that's great. So, you know, we said that you have two teams emerge from each group. So that's how you get to the quarterfinals. Um, and then you get to the quarterfinals and you have those limitations on pitching. Um, but if a pitcher throws 50 or more pitches in a game, at least four days must pass till he pitches again. Well, that is pretty significant, right? So basically you're burning your pitcher. If you throw 30 pitches, at least one day must pass. So I don't know that that really impacts the pool play so much. But I think when you get to the quarterfinal semis and the finals, that might have a bigger impact on on some of the right. teams that don't have the depth of pitching that you know places like the u.s have and 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 uh, i think the dominican republic is is pretty darn loaded so uh, I, I think that- strategically the the pitch count does affect pool play because if you're if four days have to pass that means if you're depending on when you it very much matters you're playing every day i think no there's one day where you won't play okay okay you have a day five off. teams okay. So what day you have off is important because the team that right. has either the first day off or the last day off is actually at a disadvantage because they can't pitch this for guy in the first game and the last game like the other teams can because you, 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 you lose a day on that. So I think a team like Japan probably has to very much think, when do we want to pitch you Darvish? Do we want to pitch him against Korea to try and get to try and like get a win against Korea? Or do we want to use him against one of the other teams to make sure we don't drop a game to somebody we shouldn't? I think though, when it comes to getting to the quarterfinals, I don't think you're going to kind of position yourself to go, oh, we really don't want to have to play the U.S. in the quarterfinal or, or the Dominican Republic or Venezuela or whatever. I think you're just trying to get forward and take well, especially your shots. I, think it's, I don't know how they if it's if it's either by seeding or if it's just a draw where the, t- the teams in first draw the teams in second, then there's no point in trying to play for seeding. You just want to make sure you get out. Right, right. I, I think so. I, I think it's, you know, you win the pool, you know, you're going to get maybe the lower ranked team, that I, but I'm not 100% sure of that. I, I can't say that. So um, let's let's go through some of the rosters. Um, oh, yeah. And- and I and I think you know the the defending champion U.S. and I, I don't know who you think when you look at the rosters. Maybe we'll just talk about them and then we'll we'll say well which roster do you think is is the best and has the best chance? I'm not convinced the U.S. has got the 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 winning roster necessarily, even though as good as it is and it's pretty darn good. And the games in the uh, semifinals, a quarter semis and finals are in the U.S. themselves. So maybe that's an, that you know travel and all that that's an advantage as well. Um, so anyway, think- the the U.S. The U.S. roster is good, though. The U.S. roster is definitely a team. It might not be the best roster in the WBC, but it's definitely one that can win the WBC. So they, they've they got, you know, starting pitchers, Lance Lynn, uh, Mikolas, uh, and Adam Wainwright. That's a lot of St. Louis Cardinals, actually, when yeah, you think I about I think that. it just kind of ended up that way. <laughs> Um, and, but, and, and a ton of relievers, which kind of makes you think that Merrill Kelly also is going to uh, be a, a starter as, as his Kershaw scheduled, although I would be surprised if Kershaw didn't pitch in this thing. I, I yeah. thought I'd heard that he might be out of it, but you have lots of relievers, right? Lots, which kind of makes sense given the pitching rules, restrictions on, on, on when you can do that. So when you go down there and you've got David Bednar had a really good year last year for the Pirates, uh, Daniel Bard, um, solid pitcher pitching in Colorado. You never really know. 
Graverman from the White Sox uh, as, a, as a closer. Um, uh, Adam Adovino, uh, he of the new contract with the Mets. Ryan Presley, Brooks Raley, also of the Mets now. Um, so, you know, Devin Williams, that's a, that's a formidable pitching staff. And I think it's deeper than most of the other nations top to bottom. I, you know, you might have, you know, a, a, a Sandy Alcantara, like, you know, maybe being a, a better number one than you might see here. But once you get below that, it's not the same for some of the other nations. Right. I think that's what the U S is kind of counting on. They're saying we're not going to necessarily have a guy throwing, you know, an eight inning game. Let's have a really deep pitching staff so we can have lots of guys we can throw. And then outside of that, in terms of the position players, the U S is pretty good with, you know, your, your infield being Alonzo Anderson, Arenado Goldschmidt and Trey Turner with Jeff McNeil in there too. You know, you've got all-stars at basically every position top to bottom for the U S. So their lineup is going to be very good. Right, and right. And, 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 and Met fans, you know, we love Pete, but uh, it's probably going to be him backing up Goldschmidt at first base and getting DH at bats. Yeah, Pete uh, will be, be the would DH because Goldschmidt's a better defender right now, I would say. And then you go to the outfield and you got Mookie Betts, Cedric Mullins of the Orioles, Schwarber, um, Mike Trout. I think he's the captain of the team as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and Kyle Tucker. I mean, these dudes can, can can rake. So, you know, really, really solid lineup. And and, and they've got maybe the best catcher in the major leagues, Real Muto, um, mm-hmm. backed up by Will Smith of the Dodgers. I mean, wow, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. So, you know, you think, okay, no team um, can have a better roster than that, that a defending but, champion. Well, but I, I don't think that at all. <laughs> well, but you, a, a, a U.S. could, could you know, look at it from that perspective, right? Like, like wow, right. that's... That's an all-star team, for God's sake, you know, for sure. Um, and then you look at the Dominican Republic team, and then you think, oh, well, well hold on a second. Right. right. Um, exactly. You look at this. To me, there's really three elite rosters mm-hmm. in the World Baseball Classic. The U.S., the Dominican Republic, and Puerto Rico. Those three teams kind of seem to me to be like a cut above everybody else in team in terms of what they're bringing here. And would you put, as I would, Venezuela, Cuba, and Japan, and Korea sort of just below them? Right. Like, you've got seven teams there, and those are sort of the seven teams I'm expecting to advance. Now, the interesting thing is that we didn't finish going through the groups, but Group D is a scary group because you've got Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and Venezuela in that group and so somebody's going home (laughs) and israel is a solid team that's going to be pesky same with nicaragua so i i think teams performances against those two teams will go a very long way in determining who comes out of that division because you lose because those two teams are probably going to pick up a game somewhere so if you lose the wrong game to them and then you lose to one of the other two teams, that could be the reason that you don't make it through. Meanwhile, I think for the U.S., the U.S. is kind of in a similar position that Cuba's in in Pool A, where the U.S. really should realistically get out of their pool without much trouble. And then Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain should be competing for that second slot. Though that could, Team Canada roster is actually pretty good this year. Yeah, I guess any roster that has Freddie Freeman on it is just dangerous. Right. <laughs> <I'm sorry. exactly. laughs> it's just, no, they could they could definitely win a game. So yeah, I, I think the U.S. You're right. Sort of like the 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 pool A. Like that's I looked at that draw and went, wow, they're really nice to the U.S. 
You know, that's that's right. throwing no throwing no shade. You know, but Great Britain and 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 Colombia doesn't have a long reputation, obviously, doing this. Those are two teams you don't expect to you know to do anything. Mexico has some players. I think Ali Perez is gonna pitch for Mexico. He's like 80 years old now. Um, you know, Mexico's and, roster, but it's not it's not the same kind of powerhouse roster that you know the, the Dominican roster is. Yeah, yeah. Just just go through that Dominican roster. And and I mentioned Al- Alcantara before. Um, Diego Castillo, Johnny Cueto. I mean, just look at their look at their infield. Luis Garcia. <laughs> their infield is Devers, Wader Franco, Vladimir Wander Wander Franco, Wander Franco, Manny Machado. And and, and, and Jeremy Pena. Ju- and Kettle Marte. That's that's crazy. Their outfield, I mean, they've only got Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez in the outfield. Uh, I, I think where they might struggle a little bit is they don't have the pitching depth that right, say the that's what US I meant. has. They have, I mean, they've got probably one of the best, you know, one two punches at the top. Well, it was really one punch with with Alan Contra. I put I put Luis Garcia right there, though. I would say right. you know he, that wouldn't make me comfortable if I had to face him in this kind of a no, series. But it, th- that's going to be a tough thing for them is that if Alan Contra has a bad start for whatever reason, which at the beginning of this year is definitely possible, that could really set them back, especially in that tough group, because they're going to be playing a team like Puerto Rico, where they've got a really loaded roster too. I don't think quite as loaded as the Dominican roster. I think of the three best ones, I think the, the, the Puerto Rico roster is the weakest. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And just back to, you know, Alan Contra leading, you know, the, the Dominican Republic pitchers. The problem is, is what he does best is pitch the whole game. That is not to your advantage, even in no, this format. Because you can't really do that. So right. the fact that you, you really are, unless he is going, especially in the first round where he's limited so heavily in pitch count. Now, he's a pretty efficient worker. So that 95 pitches could get you very far in the finals. Right, right, right. Right. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, that, that that dude's a horse and you're not going to be able to use his hoarseness, to, you know, to ride uh, him in the same way that you will exactly. be able to ride him during the regular season. So so Yadier is managing the the team from Puerto Rico. And I just wanted to kind of go into the roster there because I, I feel like you that they're slightly less, but they do have a guy named Francisco Lindor for We Met fans um, right. on that team. Kike Hernandez, Javi Baez, and you know he and Lindor have uh, have a good chemistry, you know, together for sure. I, I think the issue is is watching Javi Baez play shortstop last season for the Detroit Tigers. It's not exactly something you want. You're excited about having him on the roster because he was pretty dreadful for them. Well, where is he going to play? Where, I didn't check. Where is he going to play? I assume Lindor is going to play short on this. I'm assume he's going to play second on this team. And they have a history, by the way, of him playing. They have a history, short, right? So that they they could do that, and um, and yeah, they you know they they're catching. They they fall down. The roster falls down a little bit, and and this isn't throwing again no shade on these guys. Martin Maldonado and Christian Vasquez and Melendez as catchers. That's not real Moto and Will Smith, you know. No, and uh, your outfielders it, being Eddie Rosario, Henry Ramos, and Nelson Velasquez. Those are all good players, but it's not that you know some of the out. It's not. Mike Trout or, you know, Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez. But what could happen, you know, is that, you know, your pitching staff could just come together in the WBC right. and just dominate. And and I, I think that's, you know, not impossible. Not impossible for any team here. You know, Luis Sessa could be very tough. <laughs> Right, right. So I, I think you know because of the format and be, because it's you have the pool play, but then it's one and it's one and done. 
right? Once you get out of the pool play, it's one and done. So it can get, you know, it can have your guy has a bad start and, you know, you, you can't hit their guy. Bye bye. You're going home. So I, I, and that's what makes this, I think a little wacky as a tournament. Um, I, I, you can't really stretch it out anymore. You, I don't know any other way to do this tournament than the way they're doing it. Uh, There's right not now. another way. You, you, you can't. You what you can't do is look at this tournament as an actual determination of who is the absolute best team. I agree in the with world. you. Because I agree. If, if we were really doing that, we would be playing this over a much longer period of time in the middle of the summer in a double elimination bracket in a best of situation. That's clearly not what we're doing here. This is for fun and for celebrating baseball. Yeah, and, and, and everybody likes to get on Rod Manfred, and, and there is no way, you know, and this is not his fault, that he's going to get his the owners to agree to, oh, sure, we'll shut the baseball season down in July for a month, you know, and we'll do a baseball tournament for the world because it's for the betterment of the game, said no baseball owner ever. Right. It works in <laughs> soccer because the World Cup existed long before, uh, you know, it, right. was, it was a thing before a lot of these leagues ever existed, or at least the current incarnation of these leagues. Major League Baseball and the World Baseball Classic does not have that luxury unfortunately so i i want to talk a little bit about uh something i had i had commented on um put out a while ago that when it comes to the, the japanese and, and and even korea i think the pride that those leagues and those players take in this they're taking this probably I, could you imagine them taking it more seriously than a team like the u.s yeah we want to win and all that kind of stuff but if we don't win it's it's not a big deal whereas some of the I other nations winning every- this thing is is big every i'd say every other nation has a bigger stake in winning this besides the u.s in a way because the u.s is only playing to defend the u.s is playing to defend by winning they you know it helps maintain the perception that yes major league baseball truly is the most elite baseball league in the world where every other one of these countries a win basically says no our league is just as good these are players that are all playing in our especially for a team like you know you look at the chinese taipei team where almost every player is entirely located within the chinese you know professional baseball ecosystem what do we know about that (laughs) very little but if they were to win that would be such a demonstration that our league is just as good. Same goes for all the Latin America leagues. Same goes for the KBO and the NPB. Winning, it basically says, we're just as good as Major League Baseball. Even, even if we don't treat it that way, that's what you can kind of claim. And 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 as, as we tweet, tweet out all the time, you can bet on anything. You can bet on spring training games, as we've joked about, which always makes me laugh. You know, Betting but, on World Baseball Classic makes a little bit more sense because the teams are very much actively trying to win. It, that, 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 that would be my point. But if I had to make bets on this, boy, I, I, I don't know that I could do anything but bet with my heart <laughs> necessarily and not I, I, bet I with my head. Betting, to, betting who was going to win the series – win the entire thing probably not a great bet because it's just basically taking a one and eight chance i'd say betting on teams to get out of the pools that's a much safer bet because you can reliably scout it out more you know looking at these rosters and everything if i'm going to give you my pool picks right now i would probably say you've got japan and korea the u.s and hmm. I'm going to say Canada. I think Canada is going to beat out Mexico. I, I like the the Canadian team this year, and I think Puerto Rico and the I mean the yeah Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. And then at Group A, you've got Cuba and probably Italy would be my guess. 
you know, I, I never know uh, when it comes to that, like, like who's playing for these teams because I saw that Tommy Edmund is playing right. for South Korea. Like, okay, I, I, I'm sure, you know, he's, he's got, you know, parents or the family descent. In somewhere. The, so he's, so, somewhere. And Brandon Nimmo was going to play for Italy, but he's not. He's not going to play. In it. The point is, is that sometimes guys will show up and think, what the heck is he doing there? And all of a he- sudden their chances of winning are better. <laughs> It definitely helps. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I would pick the same teams, which is why you talk about betting on coming into the pool. There's going to be very low payouts, right, on betting this kind of a thing because pretty much everybody's going to make that bet. So you're not going to get much better than even money on a bet like that, I would think. Uh, you know, right, just, right. The only way you're going to get better money is if you're trying to bet an underdog to slip out. Like if you're making a bet – saying Australia is going to make it out over Japan or Korea. That'll right. get you some money then. Because yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. Much who's, more who's the upstart yeah, that's going to make it. So um, they're going to have um, – they're gonna, they're allowing shifts. So, so uh, baseball fans, this might be the last opportunity. You get to see uh, the old-fashioned shift, and uh, someday you'll go, boy, I sure liked it when the shift was there. That game was more interesting. Maybe not. Um, it it but- makes sense because the, the, you're, you're not going to be having only Major League Baseball umpires, so you're not going to run a run-the-world baseball classic using the new MLB rule with umpires that are not used to running them. One thing we talked about in our crazy new rules uh, that'll never be adopted episode was, you know, what about a mercy rule? Um, and as, as it turns out, in the World Baseball Classic, there is a mercy rule. Yes, a team no, leading by fifteen by by fifteen or more runs—that that tells you what they're thinking. <laughs> if you're right. leading by fifteen more runs in five innings, that, or if a team is leading by ten or more runs after seven innings, there's a, there, there's a no no mercy roll after the pool play though. So right. obviously just, they're expecting somebody to get crushed in here. Right. It's also to protect the the lesser teams. Like let's say you know right. you just had your Great Britain and you have a terrible day one against the U.S. And, you know, your guy gets out there and he gets shelled. You have to burn all of your pitchers. You don't have to then burn a, all of your pitchers in a nine-inning game in which you had no chance to ever win it. Right. And and so I, I think uh, the games in the U.S. don't start until the 11th. Right. So we're a little um, bit away out from them, unfortunately. We're a little bit away from that. So so chances are most people aren't going to watch those early. You're just going to read about results of what's happening in Pool A and Pool B. But uh, I don't know about you, but I will watch certainly some of the games and not only the games involving the U.S. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in how Great Britain qualified because, you know, I'm sure they've got players on the team and names. I didn't look at the roster too closely. I, I think I saw a couple of names like, Oh, okay. I guess his, you know, yeah. his parents must be, or grandparents must be, uh, British, uh, and so they're on the British team. And 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 you know, guys want to play because a couple of guys played for teams that you think, well, why is he playing for them and not for the U.S.? Um, and I think that's because they cool. want to play. Uh, yeah, they they, they want to play. So um, yeah, it, it'll all be over pretty quickly. But by by March fifteenth, it's done, and then we're kind of coming down the home stretch because you got two weeks. Well, March fifteenth uh, is the end of pool play. We'll still have a little bit. We'll have games right, right, past right. that with the knockout stages. Good point. Good point. So that'll go into the into the twenty week of the twentieth, and then yep. those players will will run back uh, to their camps for uh, I guess a, a few games if they do it all, and go right to the regular season. Yeah, it'll be exciting. 
So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's here. I, I kind of feel like it's starting early this year. I don't know about you. I've, I watched, I watched the intra squad game for like two innings the other day that was live streamed, uh, just to hear baseball talk and watch baseball stuff. And, uh, yeah. and then I turned it off cause you can't sustain that, that too long in a, in a game. It's, like yeah, that. And it's not a very entertaining game to begin it, it, with. It's not a very, I, I'm looking for, you know, pitch clock things and things of that nature. There is it's no nice pitch to watch clock. Baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 we're happy it's back and, and the world baseball class really kind of gets us going and we're going to roll right through October into November and I can't wait. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool.